0: It's hard to believe that a simple glass of orange juice and two crackers could bring tears of happiness to the eyes. I had just boarded a Thai airline flight in Kathmandu and was headed home. I'd been eating local food for four weeks. I had been sleeping without mosquito netting in a place where it was sorely needed. I had suffered for ten days with a horrible giardia brought on from drinking the local water during the monsoon season. And I had almost died from allergic reaction to a sulfa-based drug the doctor had given me to cure the Giardia. My throat started to close up. I had to have a shot in each arm to counteract the drug. Adrenaline in one arm to speed everything up in my body's effort to rid itself of the sulfa and an antihistamine in the other arm to relax me and let my throat muscles relax so that I could breathe. When I tasted the sweetness of that juice and the texture of those crackers. I knew that my life was about to get a lot better in so very many ways. This is Retirement Talk, I'm Del Lowry. What brings us happiness is so very relative. If we've just finished eating food we don't like, or doesn't satisfy, we can go crazy over something familiar and filling. If our hands are cold, a good pair of gloves can seem like a godsend. As a young boy, one toy under the tree was enough to satisfy my Christmas wish. Happiness is all about improving our condition. We can be miserable with much if we have been taught to desire everything. Our appetite seems to expand with use. The more we have, the more we want. Of course, this attitude fits in nicely with the economic system we have developed. The more we consume, the more the manufacturers produce, and thus more jobs, which means more money, which means more spending, etc. It is supposed to be a never-ending spiral upward and outward. It's all based on endless consumption. Of course, there are many problems associated with this, but one that really bothers me is the assumption that accumulation of more things will bring more happiness. That has not been my experience. It's interesting to note that many of our historical and religious leaders have rejected this idea in favor of living with the minimum of material possessions. Jesus, Buddha, and Gandhi come quickly to mind. They each advise us to concern ourselves with our inner life. Forgiveness, kindness, charity, and love come to mind. Accumulating material wealth was noticeably absent. A recent article stated that a certain amount of material wealth certainly is necessary to ensure a relatively happy life. It even broke it down to dollars and cents. It claimed that after an annual income of $70,000, money did not significantly contribute to individual happiness. They claimed that with that much money in today's one world, one could provide food, clothing, and shelter, and a reasonable amount of material goods. After that number, the happiness quotient did not accelerate with added wealth. This message seems to become better understood in retirement. Many of us pare down. We sell our larger house and move into a smaller house or condo. We get rid of clutter or things that we no longer use. Our children have trouble finding birthday or Christmas presents for us. We no longer have endless appetites. We have all the sweaters, magazines, books, music, and slippers that we can use. We're still happy with our old chair, our old TV, and our old car. A new red Maserati sits in my condo parking garage, and it looks sharp. But I would not trade my 13-year-old small SUV for it. We learn to live with less. We have learned to tame our desires. We no longer want whatever the world offers but are satisfied with a simple conversation or smile from a neighbor. Our anxiety level drops and we come to find happiness in less. At least that is what I experience. My retired friends tend to be the same. It is a relief. Perhaps that is why our anxiety level drops right along with our blood pressure. Perhaps that is why we are living longer today along with the help of medical and pharmacological creations. As an example, I write this podcast while sitting at Artigiano Coffee Shop in Vancouver. Perhaps 30 fellow citizens sit at tables in conversation, reading or writing. Some jazz plays in the background. The smell of coffee and pastries fill the air. One hour we sit here and spend a total of $8. It all seems so simple. And yet a measure of contentment and happiness is ours. If your desires are not endless, it doesn't take a lot. This is Retirement Talk. If you have questions, comments, or stories to share, contact Dell at retirementtalk.org.